Doggies, it's me, here to say hello to you on April 19th, 2022. Welcome to the Nick Flanagan Weekly Show for April 19th, 2022. I'm having a classy introduction of the show. I am Nick. Uh, Some years ago, I was born on this day, so it is my birthday. You are welcome to do with that information what you will. You can add it to one of those weird websites where it goes, Nick Flanagan net worth, Nick Flanagan birthday, Nick Flanagan height. I'd love to see birthday information on there. What can I say? Wikipedia? I don't know. I don't know if I'm worthy of a Wikipedia. One of my bands has a Wikipedia. But any time I've thought about having one, poof. The idea goes away. Not that I would ever make my own Wikipedia. That Nobody has ever done that before. Every Wikipedia is created by fans. <laughs> Hi, how are you? This is a podcast. Maybe you've listened to it before. Uh, it's one where a lot of the time I just speak alone. In a room. In various rooms. I've talked in at least five different rooms, if not more over the course of this podcast's existence. So it's very nice to be here in this room that I've been in for some time now, this apartment in the heart of downtown Toronto, the western heart, Parkdale, Ontario, Parkdale, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, just uh, taking it all in, taking in what it means to have been born, taking in the responsibilities that a human being has when they flutter their eyes open and they say, well, I'm in the world now, which they don't even really fully acknowledge or understand until... I'm not, really, I'm not sure. I, I'm trying to say I haven't understood it yet, so maybe it's the kind of thing I'll only understand when um, I reach the age of a Carl Reiner or a uh, Betty White. Can we please have some words of wisdom from Betty White? I feel like she didn't really drop as many, you know, jewels. I know that she was funny, but I, I want to know how profound she was. I'm sure she was a very profound person based on her character on Golden Girls, which was the show that brought her to heights of fame that brought uh, made her uh, the star that we know today. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm today's good. Today's good. I like a birthday. I like what social media did to our birthdays. It kind of created an armor for a birthday. Today, you know, instead of me focusing on some of the struggles, which I might get into, I just spent the day being like, oh, that's nice. That person wished me a happy birthday. Oh, that's nice. That person wished me a happy birthday. Oh, that person's alive. This is great. And it's my birthday. Wow. Uh, talked to my mom today. She uh, was nice. She uh, also said, you're a good guy. A couple of times. Which is not always the best thing to hear. She also said, you could learn a skill. <laughs> you're a good guy makes me think uh, when someone has no accomplishment things to compliment you on. They just tell you that you're nice. But uh, that's my own complex. I'm sure I have some accomplishments I'll, I'll 
find out about closer to the end of life. And yeah, so that was nice. Talked to my mom, my little partner, my, my little uh, lady friend. She has given me a very nice birthday, and that was great. And so there was no, despite the fact that I had to go outside and mail something and hail, go into the center of downtown, getting rained on by cold, cold rain, I was fine. Despite the fact I got on the streetcar and dude hopped off and sort of like tripped over my foot. And then I, I said sorry, because uh, even though it really wasn't my fault, I said sorry. He saw it was me. He looked like mad and he did like a fake kick at me. In spite of that weirdness, I didn't let it phase me. I just noted it and now I'm noting it with you. Uh, it's the first time I've had anything like that happen in a really long time. You know, that kind of, did you step on my foot? I'm mad at you. Hey, watch where you're going. You know, it's uh, not something I see very often. So in this case, maybe it was a bit of a birthday present, just seeing something unusual. <laughs> in case you're wondering what the point is, there's no point. This podcast is is not a pointless podcast. It's just a point, point. I won't say it has no point. It just has various points that may or may not be interconnected beyond the fact they're coming out of my mouth. Yeah, it's uh, April is like more over than not. And I feel like it just started. April, March have been absurd. Just trying to get back into getting myself together, performing, just doing some mundane work. Like, but when I say mundane, I guess I just mean out of my field. Out of my field. I have a field. I don't own a field. Can't think of the last time I was in a field. But... I have a field. I'm in a field. But I, I haven't actually been in a field either uh, the farm kind or the my field work kind for, I don't know. Well, that's not true. I mean, I'm doing stuff. But my point is that struggling for work and trying to make sure you're getting rent, that's, I got the hustle on, you know, and, um, doesn't it feel like the whole people being excited about their hustle thing is very, like, five years ago? I feel at this point everyone's just very tired of the hustle, if they are in the hustle and the grind. At some point in the grind, you are ground. You have, there's nothing left. You've ground it all. So then what? You keep grinding? How fine do you want this stuff to be? You know, if you grind coffee too much, I'm assuming, it will be too tiny and it'll just fall through the little tiny holes in, in the coffee filter. And then what? Your coffee's screwed up. So you don't want to grind too much. And hustling, you know, that used to be something we called people, you know, who went to pool halls and, and tricked you. How long can you do that? You can't do that all your life. Be a pool trickster. Or, you know, a guy who's just trying to make a living peddling sex. That's fine, too. But, you know, how long do you want to do that for? Is that, a, a, to me, that's like athlete male sex work. 
Good God. Stop it, Nick. There is a place for everyone, including older male sex workers. That is just a fact. Put it in Wikipedia. That's a fact. But those become common vernaculars, and common in the vernacular, grind and hustle. But now it's been going on for too long, and uh, I think we just need to soften our concepts. I'm on that mid-effort. I'm on that not that finely ground grind. Also, the type of grind I seem to be on is one where I say, oh, I'll take this job, and then there's no, like, promises, and then the job falls through. That's what was happening this month, and it was very, like, yesterday was such a nice day for me. I was, like, organizing stuff, and then I was like, oh, turns out work you thought you were doing, you're not doing. And it's just like, well, I'm not protected. <laughs> I have to just make up for it somehow. I'm not really sure how, so... I had really good feelings, really bad feelings yesterday, you know, and this has been ongoing, obviously, just through, like, it's kind of that thing where all of the fears that I had during the pandemic were somewhat founded in reality and have come true, <laughs> but at the same time, it does not feel completely hopeless, so... I'm just just hugging that sentence tightly until it becomes real. And uh, that's a good thing. Performing more, which is really nice. I don't actually have anything booked coming up. And again, this is like the huge challenge, and I feel I've brought it up before, but it's like, cool. So like two of the shows that I've done had sort of people directly related to it get COVID either they had it before like and found out they had it or like they got tested positive the day after i somehow haven't gotten covid yet knock on wood there should be a wood car i would love to drive around town in a wood car i know it would be very dangerous in terms of the fire aspect i feel there's fire somewhere inside of a car but uh it would be worth it just for the slack-jawed amazement that onlookers would have. I think Fred Flintstone's car had a little bit of wood in it. I'm going to, as soon as this is done, I'm going to look up pictures of Fred Flintstone's car just to see the material components. And if you would rather just show me, look it up and email that information to me, hit me up on the socials. Or email weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. Um, maybe I'm just not built for the hustle. That's the other thing, you know? You just get in this mindset. Oh, like this is what I've been doing for so long. So why would I stop doing it? And it's like, because it's uh, hard on you, you know? And... There were periods for the last four years, maybe, where I had, like, a lot of support group stuff going on, and that's really fallen by the wayside, and I, I could really use it. Um, accountability, people to sort of t say, hey, I'm going to do this this week, and they go, that's great. And then a few days later, they're like, did you do it? And then I go, no, thanks for reminding me, and then I do it. But that 
seems like it's not the way the world works. We all get caught up in our own things. So maybe I should just like make a video of myself that I watch, every, you know, and then watch it the next day. Make a video where it goes, Nick, tomorrow you, did you do the thing? And then I watch it to start my day and then I do the thing. I think that sounds like a great idea. But I think almost all ideas sound like a great idea. And then some of the ideas happen. I'm like, that was a bad idea. Yogurt with like little bits of Pepsi flavored yogurt. Sounds great. And I try it. It's not right. Letting dogs in restaurants. Seems like a great idea. Until you're reaching for your sandwich and the Rottweiler bites your hand somebody's Rottweiler and then you look at the person they got fists of steel you know beat the hell out of you if you tell them to do something with the Rottweiler so then you got this bitten hand and the only way to get rid of the rot the rot is to pass it the sandwich so there you go you got a bitten hand no sandwich why are you even in the restaurant dogs in restaurants <laughs> oh, I hope I don't lose any listeners for my Criticism of dog restaurant law. Uh, support of no dogs in restaurant laws? I don't know. Listener Fiona said she wanted to hear what I had to say about old school rap. Like, and by, by old school, I mean from when there was old school and I thought old school was stuff from the 80s. Now the 90s is also old school. Arguably the early 2000s. And this is not the episode where I'm going to get heavy duty into old school rap. But this is the episode where I will say that R.I.P. DJ K. Slay, the drama king. It's funny that I had that era of rap brought up to me because this guy, DJ K. Slay, he died. He had COVID and died a few months later. And he was... He was someone who kind of got famous near the end of when I was sort of heavily turned on to rap. Like he, I feel like he got really well known in the late '90s, uh, like nationally and internationally, as the drama king, Casey. And but he was, he was respectable. He he was a really really well known DJ guy under the name Dez. DJ guy, graffiti artist under the name Dez in the 1980s. And it's crazy during the pandemic, during the pandemic, what he did was he um, put out a track called Rolling 50 Deep, where he started and was like, guys, you got to respect the old school. You can't have a world without history. Please look into the old artists. And he had mostly 90s rappers with some earlier and some a bit later. Um, and I would say that you go on, listen to that track, which is 20 minutes long. And then if you want, listen to rolling 110 deep, which is 44 minutes long and watch the video. Cause there's a video and look for a lot of the artists, the ones who are visibly old, look them up and listen to their songs from the nineties. Cause like there are people on that AZ, his album, Dill or Die is so good. 
Royal Flushes on it. He's got some really good, like, 12 inches that came out in the 90s. They're, uh, I believe they're both from Queens. AZ might be from Brooklyn. And uh, you have, like, uh, Tragedy Gaddafi, who is also known as the Intelligent Hoodlum. Another Queensbridge guy, I think. Um, and then when you go into the 80s, you know, you got, like, Grandmaster Kaz from The Treacherous Three. You got Cool G Raps in one of the videos. So really just kind of looking at those videos and, and then looking up a lot of the different rappers, anyone you're interested in from that, like, you will find some really nice music. And, and that would be definitely something I would say is, is worth doing with your time if you're interested in old school rap. I mean, that's why they made those tracks. And, like, I, I do think it's really cool that one of the last things that DJ Kaysley was involved in were, you know, two songs that uh, really brought back to some level of prominence a bunch of rappers who are part of the fabric of why hip-hop is huge you know because the whole thing with hip-hop and, and rock is a little like this too where it's like everyone used to talk about one hit wonders there are underground variations of that one hit dance floor wonders you know people whose music you would mostly hear at like dj nights or something and they count too they add to the fabric really heavily and there's always a big story there's always a story behind someone who puts out an uh, a song that really works, especially in hip hop, but also probably in like dance, you know, like you don't just put out a single, you wind up connecting with the right people. You do a lot of different types of songs. Maybe you're on the scene, maybe no other rappers. It's like punk rock. Really a lot of music is probably like that. Maybe not classical. I don't have the time machine to go back and find out about Bach and Mozart and uh, if they bigged up each other. Did they live at the same time? No idea. So yeah, definitely that's a good place to start. And then hopefully I can, in a future episode, get like a playlist or something together and, and pick out maybe some of my favorite albums and tracks. I And also if you go on Instagram, you'll see I'm following a lot of old school rappers. So that's another way to um, find out <laughs> at least what I like. And yeah, Gilbert Gottfried also died. That was a surprise. I'm not going to do an impression of Gilbert Gottfried. I, out of respect. Um, another great comic. Really, really, really singular. Like, that was the thing growing up when I did. And, like, the kind of comedy I got was, like, a lot of people who were just very silly and very unique, whether it was Gil And had, like, weird voices for lack of a better term Stephen Wright or, or Gilbert or uh, Bobcat Goldthwait and uh, they just seemed like people who appeared out of thin air and, and in order to entertain us <laughs> with their distinctive strange cadence voice whatever it was and Gilbert Gottfried and a lot of them were links to like 50s and 60s comedy even Andrew Dice Clay was like that and I, I have a special place in my heart for that. And obviously for Gil Gilbert Gottfried's like total disregard for any type of good taste <laughs> or the idea of too soon. And I think one of the reasons 
like I I love stuff like that, and I especially love stuff like that when it exists in a bubble. Because right now, what you have are people who do something that's irritating or um, over the line, whatever you want to call it. But they always have some sort of culture war uh, response set up. Oh, oh, you're virtue signaling. Oh, you're doing this. I mean, Andrew Dice Clay hasn't said it, even though I used his classic, oh. But I think the best way to do it is just do that material and don't connect it to anything politically, you know, so that the most amount of people can be entertained. <laughs> and I'm not decrying political comedy at all. I'm just saying if you're doing like bad taste comedy or whatever, you know, don't immediately defend it by saying people are liberals <laughs> or something. Oh, God. And Gilbert Gottfried literally was like, he also took <laughs> the hit. He made this, these horrible, he was the Aflac duck for so long, and he made these horrible jokes about a tsunami in Japan. And here's a guy who would go on the Howard Stern show and say things that were far more offensive than even that. He was ridiculous when he was on the Howard Stern show. Like, inexcusable. And yet, I feel like fairly apolitical. So it just seemed ludicrous. And, uh, but anyway, he was the Aflac duck making tons of money just yelling Aflac, and then he lost the job. Uh, and he just would laugh it off, you know? And, and that, I think, is a good, a good move. Even Louis C.K., it's like he's, he's in a bit of a corner because his comedy had this element of presented as like total honesty. So when he came back after he finally admitted to all of his sex crimes, I guess, <laughs> and I guess that's the only term for them, is uh, he had to be like, I lost so much money in a day. And it's like, okay, cool. What, who cares? I, you know what? I lost a lot of money yesterday in proportion to what I need. Did you lose a lot of money in proportion to what you need, Louis C.K.? Not really. You just lose the ability to, lost the ability to bankroll uh, some independent film about, I don't know, masturbating a horse or something. So, <laughs> tribute to Gilbert Gottfried turns into critique of Louis C.K. I don't know. I don't care about any of it. All I care about is lunch money. Where's my lunch money? There you go. I'm criticizing Louis C.K. Uh, for talking about money, and here I am talking about money. Doesn't seem... Seems a little hypocritical to me. And who, what is worse than a hypocrite? Again, this is like a Norm MacDonald joke. I just realized the same as Norm MacDonald joke. The worst part is the hypocrisy. It's like hypocrisy is often something that reveals the worst part <laughs> but mostly it's the hypocrisy like hypocrisy is a after effect of having done something bad a lot of the time it's not that you said that something was bad and then you do it that makes it you're not going to go to jail but it's like oh he was a cop but he committed murder the murder is the problem 
The cop thing is the problem. And it's evidence of uh, bad character. You murder a cop. But murder. I, I'm literally just explaining a Norm MacDonald joke and sort of butchering it. Like a piece of ham. Butchered by the butcher. Well, I feel okay about all of this. If this podcast ain't ain't as hot as the other ones, I'm sorry. It's a bit been a bit struggly for me lately. But I do hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed the last episode I did with Brad Pearson and the podcast in general. And I will be back very soon to have some fun with you. Oh,